0: There we go, hey listeners. This is William Sterling, and you're listening to the Killer Mediums podcast, where we talk about all your favorite horror tropes and how they manifest across all your favorite mediums entertainment mediums of entertainment. Uh, today's topic is um, first recorded video episode. I don't know if we really have a topic outside of that. Um, we are going to talk with Mister Nathan Hesse who is an actor. Boo! Boo! Uh, He is an actor. He has uh, been in multiple projects that you've heard of and or seen. Um, But the main one that we're going to dive a lot into is his stint on a, you know, little show called uh, Creep Show.
1: Um,
0: But with all of that said, let's go ahead and cue the intro music. Let's get past this. Uh, Let's get spooky. That was short.
1: There's more of it.
0: I've never been like recording me while the episode's on, so I don't know what to do with my hands right now. (laughs) There we go. The bells played us in. Booyah for us um mr nathan hesse how the hell are you what's up what's up i'm good 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 how are you doing i'm good i'm a lot better now long rough day but the podcast always helps we we haven't seen each other in person for like well over a year right right the last time i talked to you and saw you in person um i had one kid instead of two Yes. And we were at the zoo, and some ostrich was, like, explosive diarrhea um, <laughs> yeah. right in front of us, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, Nathan, I am very familiar with you. We'll get into this, but we have been friends since middle school. We yeah. um, go <laughs> all the way back. Um, but for all, all of our listeners who maybe don't know you like I do... um. Maybe tell tell the, the, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Why did I bring you on the show? Like, what's your thing with the horror community? Yeah. So um,
1: I'm Nathan, obviously, and I have been a professional actor for, let's say, well over a decade at this point. Um, but I recently switched to uh, film and TV uh, four years ago, and I did theater for about... Um, I've done theater since high school, so been doing it professionally for 10 years, but yeah, four years filming TV. Um, and yeah, and recently, two years ago, was on a little show called uh, Creep Show, but the episode never aired. So excited to talk about that with you guys because that was a shit show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of
0: me right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, before we dive into all the creep show stuff, because I'm sure as soon as we open that can of worms, like we're going to be sitting on that conversation for like, yeah, for sure. Um, just kind of bringing it back to you are a super fun interview for me because, because we've got all this history together. Like yes. usually on these episodes, I spend the first 10 or 15 minutes trying to like feel out the other person's sense of humor and being like, okay, do they think this is funny or are they taking this super seriously? Like, what's <laughs> the vibe here? I know you're not taking anything seriously here, so this is perfect. <laughs> taking something seriously, Michael. <laughs> um okay, so diving into your your uh what do we even call it? Because it's not your discography. It's not your filmog- filmography because you've been all over the place. It's, like what do it's, we-
1: yeah. So on IMDb, it's like, it could be filmography. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, they, they put it as my credits, right?
0: Okay. There we go. Your credits. Yeah. So yeah. running through your credits, what are some of your highlights? Because highlights. I've got... I've got a couple of things in my mind I want to bring up. Okay. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, um, I
1: was, so the first thing that I ever booked like film and TV wise was Hillbilly Elegy. So that's on Netflix. You can see me for like approximately five seconds and I say two lines. So that was, that's like
0: my claim to fame. Um, but who do you say those two lines to? Oh, Amy Adams, of course. Right, fucking yeah. Amy Adams. So I yeah. don't. Yeah, two <laughs> lines.
1: <laughs> um, I've done. I've done a couple of things. Uh, I did uh, Sisters on BET. Um, I did The Royal, which is about baseball. I got to like throw a baseball on camera. That was a dream come true. That's on Apple TV. Um, Vendetta, which is uh, on Redbox. <laughs> yeah. So, and I got some other projects coming out in the future. Um, and then, of course, we got Creepshow as well. Hey. Um, but that episode didn't air, so you can't find that on my IMDb. And um, and I've been in a couple of other commer- some commercials too. Um, yeah. Yeah, CarMax,
0: Checkers, Freddy's. Yeah. So I've been.
1: I've been. It's, uh, my career's been okay, you know?
0: Yeah, J- Jackhammer guy and the Checkers commercial. Yes. That one was like nationally aired repeatedly. Yeah. It had a Super Bowl spot, right? No, that was the CarMax one. Ah, with the laugh. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, The
1: Checkers one that, I mean, I don't think that was national. I think that was regional, but
0: still, I got paid for both of them, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you actually didn't mention the two that I was thinking of. Really? Um Yeah. Um, you had a, um, truly game-changing performance in Mean Girls 2, didn't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I was an extra in Mean Girls 2. Like when I was in, like right out of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious if if your viewers, uh, they know that there is a Mean Girls 2 out there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. listeners, this is this is the challenge for this episode. Go back and one, find a copy of Mean Girls two because yes, it exists. Yep. And number two, find Nathan Hesse in one of the scenes. Uh, yeah. The first person that sends me a screenshot of Nathan Hesse in Mean Girls two, I will send a free book to. Like no. Can I, can I give him a hint though? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So
1: Matt, I'm. At, I'm I'm near the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you've got to watch the whole thing. You have to watch. The whole thing. <laughs> Sit through that catastrophe of a movie. All right. So right. what's the other one?
0: Okay. So the other one, and this is, this is kind of going to lead into my, uh, my first, I don't know if it's a wave of questioning or just wave of stuff. I want to talk about. Uh, the very first thing I remember you starring in was a little bit called orange. The movie so with, holy shit when that's, we're gonna... that's bringing
1: me back that's <laughs> that's a throwback if there was ever a throwback that was that's the ultimate throwback
0: when uh when we were in middle school and high school um i had it in my mind that i was going to go be a movie director i was obsessed with m night Shyamalan, and i was so sure that that was going to be my thing i was going to go out i was going to be the next m night Shyamalan. so we like, I was taking this broadcasting class. We kept making these stupid movies uh, in Mark Dunn's basement. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, the coup de grace, I guess we should call it, is Orange the Movie, um, where there was a sil- serial killer on the loose. And they were killing all of our friends' group, and it was this perfect excuse to like chain everybody up to water heaters and like go full saw on them. Uh, do you remember your accent from that movie because you were hard on one character.
1: Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't understand where I don't know where this came, this character came from because we were all just like, you know, this was for shits and giggles, you know. So I just came up with this character for some reason. I was fixated on the word squander. Yeah. For some reason, I was just some like hillbilly like. I, well, I was squandering out there down in the cornfield, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I I don't know where this I don't know <laughs> where it came from. And I, squandering doesn't even mean like I was using squandering in ways that don't make sense, right? But I was so
0: fixated on that word, and it worked for some reason. <laughs> I'm so glad you can just pull that uh, accent out on command, oh, yeah. still, because that was the <laughs> highlight of junior year or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> I don't,
1: is I don't have, I a, don't have a backstory of where it came from. I have no idea. It just popped out of me. Yeah,
0: but um, I guess I guess the questioning or the like the the conversation I want to have here is it is really freaking cool to me thinking back on everything now with you like knowing you wanted to be an actor back then and me knowing i had this passion for horror back then and just these really freaking stupid roots that we're (laughs) building out of and it's actually turning into shit now like this is so cool you Um, just uh, i don't know if this is this is public right that you just got signed with the publisher right yeah, that came out uh, like three days before we we're recording this episode. I signed with Crystal Lake Publishing, so like yeah. it feels like it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I I recently just booked something last week. Um, I booked uh, Genius, which is going to be on Disney Plus. Cool. I, I shoot that next week, so we're yeah we're we're both we're doing some things.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, didn't you? Also have some credit or another in Miss Marvel. I haven't watched Miss Marvel yet, so I did not I didn't know if you popped up or not.
1: Um so I I did audition for a role and I booked the role and I shot the role and got paid for the role, but they edited they cut they cut it out. Boo. Okay. Yeah, they changed the whole backstory of how the villains appear. Okay. which that yeah which meant my scene was done <clears throat> okay so i don't need to go back and
0: rewatch that and find
1: you no i mean if you want if you want to i mean it's a it's a decent series
0: but yeah i'm so i'm so behind on all of the marvel stuff right now like I could keep up with it when it was 3 movies a year but now that it's 3 movies a year and <laughs> 14 every, shows yeah, it's, and it's a podcast and finished. an audiobook series it's like I'm just done. Yeah. I can't Well did you have you seen Doctor Strange 2? I did. I watched that because it was Sam Raimi and yeah, I was like right Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he made Evil Dead the Marvel movie and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a masterpiece of cinema or anything but it was a really fun time. Yeah, no. I I liked it. Yeah. Um, the the demon bat wings as Doctor Strange is flying around near the end, like that. people haven't seen. Oh, it's been out for over a year now. I think <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I should probably. <laughs> it both. came
1: out. It came out in May.
0: <laughs> Oops. It
1: feels like a year. I don't know.
0: <laughs> My bad. Sorry, everybody. I just spoiled <laughs> a moment in Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Um. But, all right, I, I guess we should go ahead and get to the questions that I actually wrote out here. Um, so, you are an actor, we have established, uh, you've been on a bunch of different sets. What has been your favorite set to work on?
1: I mean, Creepshow was up there. Like, Creepshow is a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. They they ha- they are building sets for cuz every single episode as your your listeners probably are well aware if they watch creep show so every single episode is like self-contained it's like two different like stories i believe
0: mm-hmm. um it, it's two Carter episodes part yeah. 1 is one story part 2 is the other story yeah so you're all you, they're all pretty self-contained um
1: so they're building other sets while they're shooting for this one as well. Okay. So to get this step inside that studio and see all of the other sets that they're building was amazing. It blew my mind. Um so yeah, Creepshow is definitely up there for just like all the cool stuff that they had in the in the background and everything. Like there's their sets are amazing. Can um, you give
0: us examples?
1: Um, well, in in the episode that I was in, um, just there we were in, we were meeting in this like I think. So <laughs> let's backtrack here. Got so you. I was with Marilyn Manson, right? Marilyn Manson. Is, that is a whole thing we need to get into. Okay, well, just yes. starting
0: off, you are on set with Marilyn. I'm going Manson. for it. So
1: <laughs> Marilyn Manson is this crime boss, right? And so we're in his like little layer, right? Okay. And so that set, there were there were drugs everywhere. They were fake drugs, right? There were drugs. It was there's alcohol. There was just there, there was so much detail with these sets, like. Like there was, they, they literally had like lines of cocaine out. Now I'm pretty sure that in his Marilyn Manson's trailer, there were real lines of cocaine.
0: Um, that was going to be my next question. What percent of that was actually prop and what percent of that was Marilyn just leaving something laying around for later?
1: Yeah. I <laughs> I bet you he had some drugs in his trailer for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just like the, the attention to detail that they had was it was it was just mind-blowing like you and you've been to you've been to netherworld right
0: yes and how intricate those sets are Netherworld. Yes. it so was anybody of- anybody that doesn't know netherworld is the big haunted house around where we live uh atlanta georgia area uh it, it wins awards for the best haunted house in the nation like sporadically um it, it it is constantly super high quality like netherworld is the freaking place if you get a chance to go there
1: yeah and they're, they're known for their intricate sets. So this is kind of how Creepshow was too. Except this time I'm like acting in it. So it's yeah. made it to be real, I guess, or more real, more realistic. Yeah. Um, and then I recently did a stint on, there's a show called George and Tammy, okay. um, where my role is sweaty bus driver. <laughs> okay yes literally sweaty bus driver in between t- in between takes they were the makeup person was like hey we gotta make you sweatier man so they just kept spraying <laughs> me with water <laughs> so,
0: okay. we got to make you sweatier bro You're, um does that feel like i don't know degrading in any way like no because they look kind of like <laughs> slimy Look, I don't think you understand
1: how much money these movie sets have. they are <laughs> okay. paying me handsomely, so I don't together. care how degrading it was. Good, I was <laughs> paid for it. Okay, fair. It Sounds fair. like some like BDSM shit, but <laughs> um, you pay me, I'll do whatever you want, baby. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, sweaty bus driver, and it was my first time acting in front of a green screen. Um, because I'm I'm driving the bus and. Um Michael Shannon, who I actually got to act alongside what yeah um, he okay. was, yeah so it was, it was star it's starring Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain, um so I got to meet both of them, who are both insane, okay yeah. and so Michael Shannon's my scene partner, and he's drunk on the bus, and he blames me for peeing on his boot <laughs> because he's drunk, so he pees on his own boot. Okay. And so he comes up and like bothers me and everything. And he's so drunk. He starts shooting a gun. And then I crashed the bus. Okay. And then we have a scene. on uh, The next day we did the scene where we're the crash bus. So we had a whole ass bus on its side. And that was my set. Was coming out of the crash bus and then him fighting me. So it was the coolest thing in the world. It really was. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, should I bring this up when the truck flipped and you've crawled out of a flipped over vehicle before?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I've had some experience crawling out of vehicles before.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Henry Avery. <laughs> that that is a wildly appropriate um uh, uh mentality to have in your back pocket. I don't know. <laughs> but my my
1: pants didn't fall off this time though.
0: <laughs> I forgot that part of the story. I was was literally hugging a stranger, crying with my pants down. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure Henry's going to listen to this. So Henry, thank you for making this moment happen. (laughs) There, there is a reason the truck flipped. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Just so I could be like crying, happy tears on air right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, creep show with the super attention to detail in the set. Um, what was the name of that show again? Something in Tammy? Oh, George and Tammy. George and Tammy. Uh, George and Tammy with a whole ass flipped over bus. Yes. Um, so this kind of leads into the next question I was going to have. So you have range, um, in <laughs> the things <laughs> that you've been in. Yeah. Um, most of the interviewers that I talk to like horror is our thing and we don't really stray from horror too terribly much. Um, like it, it's a thing where you can make another pen name and start doing stuff in another genre. But for the most part, like the authors I interview and the people I've been interviewing, like you don't want to mix mediums too much because you'll confuse your audience. Yeah. You don't have that problem. You can no. take on whatever role like seems to fit you. Um. So I guess kind of a unique question for you versus the people I usually interview what hits different about a horror set versus the others so you said the attention to detail but other than that is it a thing where like all the actors on the horror set were like super into their roles and it was weird like is there anything like that that stands out
1: well with with creep show it is a very um it's not the scariest show it's kind of it's kind of got. I don't want to say cheesy, but it <laughs> it's not gonna make you like piss your pants scary. It's yeah. just a nice, fun little story about you know murder and everything. <laughs> um, but definitely with with anything horror related, and I imagine if I ever get on like an actual like maybe like conjuring the six or something, <laughs> yeah. um, like the stakes are raised. Like from an actor's standpoint. He okay. says, oh, you could die now. So those stakes as an actor are raised. You could die or your character could die? character. Okay, alright, thank Sorry. goodness. <laughs> yeah, as, as a character, your stakes are raised. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think, that's the, I think that's the big difference between the act, like acting in horror and acting in other sets.
0: Okay. Um, I sort of jokingly asked that question about you could die, but also there's this element to like horror sets that you hear really bad stories from sometimes. Like, yeah. my my wife Jessie was reading a BuzzFeed article, which I feel ashamed for even bringing up on the show, but she was reading a BuzzFeed article about <laughs> 10 actors that were scarred from their roles. And like five of the people mentioned were just from Midsommar. Yeah. <laughs> like, Horror has I guess this this knack for going too far sometimes. So you didn't really get that on Creep Show, right? It was more just like happy go lucky.
1: No. (laughs) Creep Show was it's very fun. It's fun and horror. Fun horror. Yes.
0: Okay. Good. Good to hear. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Um all right, so let's let's bite into the meat of this episode. Finally, we're we're twenty two minutes in. I feel like listeners are going to get impatient if we don't go ahead and get to it. So, okay. with the creep show episode, okay, I have tried to do my research on this thing. There is nothing, nothing. about the story that got scrapped out there. Yeah, um, all the articles are just Marilyn Manson was involved. Yeah, when Marilyn Manson got like caught for all of these sexual abuse charges and everything else like truly horrendous shit that deserved to get an episode canceled like do not give people a chance to idolize him again it makes sense that it was cut but also there was this whole team of creatives you included that worked hard on this episode that like all of your hard work got sent to the cutting board just Mm -hmm. because of his mistake so a that's very frustrating b what the hell even was the story like what is the episode that we all missed out on um maybe maybe start with with what was the episode and then build into just like the story behind the scenes as all of this is like coming to light about marilyn manson and whatever well so it didn't really come to light
1: until after we had shot the episode. Um, So we, we shot the whole episode over a course of like four or five days. Um, And I, I remember the story being very convoluted and weird. Um, So like my character, um, he was, he was a henchman to Marilyn Manson's character. Marilyn Manson's character is called Bunny. Right. So The first scene that I shot, and I think it's one of the first scenes in the episode, is where we're beating up somebody who owes Bunny money.
0: Right? Owes Bunny money.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. And then he gets buried in like this sacred grave. They didn't know that was sacred or something. Okay. Um, And then he comes back to life as a monster that like absorbs people's bodies or something. Okay. (laughs) So they had this contraption that this puppet that had like six or seven different heads. And one of them being the person that we killed and okay. he comes back and takes revenge on bunny and everything. And that was kind of the, that's kind of the story. I think that's like the bare bones story that I remember.
0: Okay, so the, the person comes back from the dead and they're this amorphous monster that can kind of shapeshift and flip their faces around, I guess? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And there's a bunch of different kills that get them all these different faces yeah. as they're yeah, coming. I, to the get, I
1: get killed too. Yes! Yeah. I get killed. That was fun. <laughs> Tell me about your death. <laughs> so, I guess this, this amorphous monster like finds the secret lair, that bunny that all of us are in. And I'm like, he in the and knocks on the door. Right? He's apparently monster this monster who's gonna weird. knock too. It's very polite. <laughs> um, and I look to the peephole, and the door blasts open, and um, lands on top of me, and I die.
0: Boo! You yeah, got it, crushed it, by a door. Yeah. It no. Was a, it wasn't a very interesting death. Come on, writers room. You can yeah. do better than that. Um, do you remember any other deaths that were particularly fun?
1: Um, I think yeah. <laughs> so, the other henchman, right? His head gets like spun around, I think. Okay. Well, so I got to see like his fake dummy head just like swiveling. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the the monster absorbs his head too. So yeah.
0: So he gets built into the monster. Yeah. Cool. Um, how did Marilyn Manson die? Because I feel like that could be kind of cathartic for us to hear about.
1: <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't know how he died.
0: Um, because I wasn't there.
1: I wasn't there when we shot that. Um. So I'm actually not quite sure. Uh, okay. I'm assuming. I yeah. I. I wish I could come up with some like interesting death, but I'm just not. I just don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there. Don't don't make it up if we don't know. Yeah. Um. So, but with okay, so with him on the front of our minds, though, um, in no way do I intend for this segment to be like idolizing him in no way do i intend for this segment to be like apologizing for anything that he did like he has been blacklisted by hollywood forever deservedly so yeah you were probably one of the last actors to get to work with one of the like rock icons of our youths Mm -hmm. growing up before all that news break broke before everybody like got the glimpse of like who he really was. What was it like working with him knowing now like what he is and all of that, like kind of being its own thing. Yeah. Are um, there any stories you can tell? <laughs> is there, yeah. like, tell us about okay. Marilyn Manson. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, at first, it was unexpected because I didn't know that he had been cast as the main <laughs> guy. So when we did the table read, here's Marilyn Manson without any makeup on, nothing. And at first, I didn't recognize him because you're so used to seeing him with the makeup and everything. Right. Yeah. With the dead just, eye. and The like- like regular dude just saying lines and stuff. And I was like, holy shit, who is this? And it was like, oh, it's Marilyn Manson. Whoa, this is so cool. Um, it, In my experience, it was very frustrating to work with him. Okay. Because um, I don't know if he really took the work seriously. Like, obviously there's a fun element to being on set and you know creep show is a very fun set to work on and it's got very fun stories and um but there's a part of you that like has to respect the work right And i don't think he necessarily did that um he didn't know any of his lines whatsoever like the the editor of that room if that if that episode had been released like holy shit that that editor had to have been a god <laughs> because he, he could not get through a whole paragraph. He couldn't do it. Okay. Um. But he was outside of the acting part of that. He was, he was a nice dude. Like yeah. he, I mean, he said some like risque shit here and there. I think I, I remember the one thing he said to me is like, uh, you know, you know, I don't watch porn. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, okay. So Marilyn Manson doesn't watch porn. <laughs> um, he, I think he was on a lot of drugs too. Okay. I'm speculating, but that could be the reason why his memory was so shitty. I don't know. Um, it's like super
0: erratic the whole time. Yeah, just like super.
1: Weird. Like he did, He didn't. He didn't shut up. He didn't stop talking. <laughs>
0: okay. Like,
1: oh my god. Yeah, um. But other than that, you know, he's he's a he was a chill. He was he was nice, you know. We we had a good, some several good conversations, you know. He was always cracking jokes here and there, um. But we also didn't realize how much of a douchebag he was. So yeah, um, I, at that time, none of that stuff had come up. So critical element to kind of work in there. <laughs> yeah. um yeah. So it was. It's definitely an experience that I'm never going to forget the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, e- even the nicest people on the surface can turn out to be complete dick bags. Yeah. There's a cat just like racing back and forth across the front end of my studio right now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <Uh-oh>, is <was laughs> it a black cat? <laughs> It's either focus on Marilyn Manson or focus on the cat darting back and forth. And for whatever reason, my mind decided to click in on the cat. <laughs> like, fucking brain.
1: Well, that's kind of it for my Marilyn Manson stuff. I don't. Okay. I wish I had something juicier, but he was he was a he was a you know a nice dude. Like he was, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I remember when you told me you were going to be on Creep Show. I completely lost my shit. Yeah. Like, I was so fucking excited for that. And then you were recording scenes in October. And I know this because I was out with my, like, current job, like, riding around building a cross country course for the next yes. day with our, uh, with our boys head coach. This was October
1: 2020, by the way.
0: Yeah. In The middle, yeah. of, in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, but I was riding around in a golf cart with our boys cross country coach, and you just send me a picture of you standing with Marilyn Manson. I'm looking at it on my phone, trying to figure out what's going on. The second it clicked, I just like jumped out of the golf cart and was like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) 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 I had to like talk the boys coach through what was going on. Um, he was a he was a big '90s rocker kid too, so like he knew exactly who this was, and like it was, yeah yeah it it was cool and I am sorry that it ended with such a like sour note attached to it yeah
1: yeah I was I was bummed out as soon as as soon as those allegations came out like I knew that that episode wasn't gonna air yeah is the timing of it was yeah and then I I read something online that they oh the creep show pulls the episode I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, so I I don't even I don't even know where to get that footage from too because that that's good footage I could use on my reel. Yeah, but I I have no I have no contacts. So,
0: oh okay okay hey I have some like mildly influential listeners. So okay. listeners, if you know somebody in charge of the Creepshow franchise right now, and you've gotten this far into the interview, um can we get some b-roll of nathan yeah that would be sweet (laughs) yeah um but let's let's bring it back to something else you were talking about um especially with like Marilyn manson like not knowing their lines and you know whatever um it's kind of weird how a-list celebrities can walk into a set and just do that shit uh whereas like real actors have to have everything memorized have to like know the character have to add their own like kind of personality to the proceedings and everything else as an actor yourself when you read a script especially horror slanting show especially a horror script what kind of things do you look for in the dialogue what kind of things do you look for in the character that you want to try to flesh out Uh, for an episode like is that different for a horror show versus other shows or is that kind of like the same approach for everything
1: it's for me it's kind of the same approach for everything um obviously you have to know the tone of the show as well Mm -hmm. like if i'm (laughs) my acting is going to be a little bit different from uh, a like a sitcom than from like a drama right because yeah. the, the tones are different. Um, but the general rule for acting is like, as long as you are living, and this is just my inner Meisner coming out, which is an acting technique. Um, if you're living truthfully in those moments, then it's going to appear to be genuine. Because okay. that's, that's, that's what you want from any kind of horror movie to make it not look like they're acting scared. Is you want to be genuinely scared. You have to be living truthfully, or else it like on the camera it catches everything. So yeah. that's that's the when I go into scripts, I'm looking to connect to it on a realistic level, on a genuine level. Like so those emotions that I'm experiencing when I'm on camera are real and not
0: just acting. Yeah. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so how do you, how do you do that with a script that you've right. read a bunch of times over with a scene that you've already shot 12, 13, 45 times? Like, how do you maintain the genuinity? That's not a word. Genuineness? Genu- genuine? The, the,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the challenging part of it. That's what makes acting not easy, especially for a medium like film and TV, because you're doing the takes over and over and over and over again. And that's just when your training comes in handy. Like I've been trained as an actor. I went to school, you know, for to be an actor. I have gone through exercises where we're repeating the same word back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, um, so, yeah, it's just when the, the training comes in handy. It's 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 not something that I can really explain no. outright. You have to do it. <laughs> so,
0: does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, along those lines, uh, and this is just kind of totally going off the script of the whole horror aspect of things. Yeah. Or, screw it. I've got you on air. Let's talk about this. Okay. Uh, favorite part of being an actor, least favorite part of being an actor. Ooh. Ooh. I mean,
1: favorite part of being an actor, obviously, is when you get that email that you booked, right? And yeah. you get to be on set, and you get to eat crafty foods, <laughs> and you just can pig out, and people are pampering you. Like, you feel like the shit. But the worst part about being an actor is the slog of it all, because you can go six, seven months. I've known people who've gone years without booking a single gig because that's the nature of the business um this year i kind of went through like some hard times um like it was like five six five months before i booked anything and i was really feeling that i was like am i good at my job and do i suck like and that's the thing that every actor when they haven't booked in a while like that's what they go through mentally Um, So it's just, it's just the grind of like, you audition so many times and you're constantly getting rejected. You get more rejections than you get, you know, than you succeed. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I think a lot of my listeners are going to be able to relate to that because I'm, I'm obviously locked into the writing community and it's a really similar cycle for us. Like you write a book or you write a short story you send it out to a publisher you send it out to an anthology you pray that it hits and then it doesn't okay so you send it to another publisher and it doesn't hit okay yeah. and like maybe you go through this like year long dry spell of like nobody's picking this story up does it actually just like really suck and i'm delusional yeah um best advice you have for people in those situations um i would continue to do the work yeah
1: continue to do the work if this is truly your passion um and you find happiness in it that's the main thing like i would stop acting if i didn't find happiness in doing the work in doing the auditions and stuff even though the auditions are not like booking the job that is my job is auditioning Yeah. So, like, as writers, your job is to write. Your job is not to sell books, right? Obviously, that comes uh, later, right? But your job is to write. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of helps you
0: cope with the rejection a little bit. Um, So, yeah, just keep doing the work. even if it got rejected from publisher one, you still did the work and you still wrote, you still did it. Um, Yeah. You, you did the damn thing. You It
1: doesn't mean that publisher number five isn't going to pick you up. Yeah. Just
0: keep on on keeping on. Who knows? You, you never know what a casting director is looking for. You never know what a publisher is looking for. Exactly. You never know.
1: When I, when I did my character, when I did the audition for creep show, I think I can go back and find it. Um, I I, yeah, I definitely can go back and find it <laughs> And I can download yeah. it and send it to you
0: um, Holy shit I've been trying to think of side things that we could offer For like a pa- Patreon If we set that up This might be our first like Patreon exclusive Yeah Nathan's um, creepy audition? I, I literally
1: just was like oh, This is kind of a silly Fun audition I'm going to do like a New York accent right And I didn't think anything of it And then I get booked for it <laughs> So, yeah. So I did I did like a little cringy New York accent with mine. Because he's like a mob boss, you know? Yeah. Not, 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 he's a henchman, not a mob boss, but, you know, he's a henchman to the mob, like the mafia or something. I don't know. Something Italian. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eric LaRocca put out a tweet earlier today, um, something to the effect of like, He he wrote some really weird shit that he thought nobody was ever going to pick up, and now that's the thing that made him famous. So like, write your weird shit or do your weird shit accents or like do Do like you do you, and somebody will love you for it eventually.
1: That's what yeah you you do you. That's the motto of this whole podcast. (laughs) At least
0: this episode is you do you. No, fuck it. It's the, it's the motto of the whole podcast in general. Okay. <laughs> you do you. Whatever your trope is, whatever your medium is, yeah. like, fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Th- this seems like a perfect thing to end on. Like, usually I'm kind of, like, poking around and, like, seeing, like, okay, well, is, is that the right kind of a closing statement? This is this – is, we I think nailed it.
1: I think that's a great, you know, closing scene. We talked a lot about Creek
0: Show and everything, so – um yeah so um one last time for our listeners anybody that's enjoyed listening to you today tonight whenever um who are you again uh where can they find you on like social media or anything else like that if they want to get connected and talk to you a little bit more uh what have you got in the pipeline future works
1: yeah um so yeah my name's nathan hesse i'm a professional actor um i got a couple projects coming out um the big one is probably brothers starring peter dinklage brendan fraser glenn close and josh brolin um that should Man. be Wait, oh yeah
0: <laughs> we can't just let that pass what <laughs> the fuck
1: <laughs> did i not tell you this no oh yeah this happened last year too i'm like a i like i play a, a degenerate cousin so okay. I'm in this huge opening scene um, of the movie. So that should be coming out. I wanted to say it was coming out this fall, but it, it's fall now, and I still haven't like seen it. So okay. Um. So be on the lookout for that movie, and then George and Tammy series, uh, where I play sweaty bus driver. <laughs> Check that out. I'm in the. I think I'm in the first episode. Um. But if you want to, uh. Reach out to me. My Instagram handle is at Big Nate Hess. So it's B I G N A T E H E S S. So yeah.
0: Very cool. Welcome all the DMs, (laughs) especially the sketchy ones. Send Nathan every sketchy DM. (laughs) Sure. Uh, well, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, again, I am William Sterling. This has been the Killer Mediums podcast. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, or piss on the boot of your favorite streaming surface. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Uh, stay spooky. I gotta figure out something to do while the, th- the while the theme's playing. I got... I got Pinhead here without his pins yet. To <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did we get Pennywise in the game? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Bye, listeners.
1: Bye.